What's up, listeners? This is Ilari and Marcel from Better Brands Podcast, brought to you by Sightly, your Nordic brand tech agency for growing your business. Many companies and startups are struggling with standing out in the online world and losing money because of confusing branding and unclear message. Branding is not just for big corporations, but for everyone. We want to simplify branding by bringing you the stories from the most successful brand leaders, as well as tips and tricks that you can immediately use in your business or your career to build the brand you deserve. Hi guys, and welcome to Better Brand Podcast. And I'm your host, Ilari. And I'm your co-host, Marcel. Hello. Welcome. Today's episode is actually about brand personas. And this is a part of our successful brand in seven days series, which you can find from our website, sightly.fi. And in this episode, we're going to cover five steps how to create a brand persona. The first one is... Target audience. Then create brand promise the tone of voice, how you look, what is the style, and then how you feel. And the last one is the brand archetype. What is that? But Marcel, I think many people get confused, like what is actually brand persona and brand identity? What is the difference between those two? Yes, they are really different. Um, probably brand identity is more obvious for everybody. That's uh, how a how brand look like, it's what is in the brand book. So everything is written, concrete, how you use logo, typography, colors, uh, the hierarchy of the elements in the banners, advertisements, uh, mm, videos or animations. Mm. So how much you can use from the ratio, the amounts. I uh, think it's just like a set of rules. Exactly. Right, in a, in a nutshell. Yes, that's something stable, stable. What about brand persona? How is that different from the identity? Per brand persona is, is, is like a person almost. It's in the name. Like a real person. Almost. It's a fictive person. Of course, it could look like a real person, like a Superman or a magician or a Jean d'Arc. <laughs> we, 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 could, we could relate to some concrete visual, but, but, but let's stay... stay, stay by a fictive one. Could you be a brand per persona? Well, <laughs> maybe. Maybe if, 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 if a mass of people would like to be a designer and, and, and I would be some kind of uh, sample for them. But back to the brand persona, why do we need that? Companies could ask why. Why does it matter? <laughs> yes. So the, the brand persona is, is something what we relate from the ancient ages, from the cave, when we were still in the cave and coming out. So uh, we need to relate to some other humanoid, to trust what is on the, on the way we recognize something sympathetic on it. Uh, because every, everything else is <laughs> what looks different is, is enemy. So uh, it comes from there, actually. So companies should should create their persona, and um, we have five steps to really concretize it. Yeah, and get the benefits. Why would you have a brand persona? First step would be to have a target audience. Yes, yes, because if 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 you want with, to create a brand persona, you would like to be more known. You would like to have more sales and and more reputation. You, you need to first find the target audience. Back in the cave days, right, there was like 
these people that actually were talking to small groups, that was the target audience back in the days. Yes, who want to eat tonight mammoth? Uh, and they were there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but here you need to find a sort of buyer personas first. It's like a more detailed persona. It's not a, like a group of people, but like a segment that's like a... Yes, for example, a, a pharmacy, who is going there? Uh, kids? No. Uh, use? Maybe not. Maybe more like 60 years old are the more, most uh, the target people. Um, or for a big sports retail, probably some really elderly people also, but mostly youngs. So, so 20 to 40, mostly. Yeah. I think buyer personas has lots of demographic. This is used in marketing quite a lot when you are creating advertising campaigns. You have your buyer personas that you're targeting. It's the same thing. And uh, it's like a fictive person in a sort of way. It's not the brand persona. It's the target audience. You're targeting your brand to, to somebody. And they have demographic characteristics, like you said. Like they're elderly people or younger people living somewhere. There's different characteristics that you can actually use in the target audience. Yes. So here we can fix that you can have each brand few by the personas, but you, you focus, you highlight anyway, one or two. The next step is the brand promise. And uh, there's two sides on this one is that you're solving a problem for customers or you can create an opportunity that for your customers that let's say they can make more money. So your brand promise is that you fulfill their problem or the opportunity. For example, uh, let's say you want to make more money via internet. So your company sells stock and you can sell stock that actually making you more money. That's like opportunity that you're creating for your target audience. Or it can be a very concrete, small thing. Your problem is you have headache. So the, pro the solution is <laughs> take a burana. Actually, in Finland, <laughs> according to the uh, urban legends, uh, if you ask uh, advice from doctor, one of the most regular answer that take a burana pill. Yeah, it doesn't matter what's wrong with you, you just yeah. take Burana. Are you laboring, giving birth for a kid or <laughs> just a migraine? <laughs> take, you take Burana. burana. Okay, but, that, but it's really important that you define the problem that you're solving. And you can have many product lines in your company or in brand. And different product lines can actually solve a different set of problems. So that's why it requires for, for the different line of products that you solve different kind of problems. And that relates to marketing materials, which equals on the brand identity you just mentioned. But oh, yes. if, if you're a generalist and your company, let's say, sells uh, time, like a consulting company, then you have to think about like what kind of time you are selling, what's the problem which is identified. For example, your marketing agency and uh, you want uh, your customers to get their voices heard or they want more sales through their e-commerce. Well, platform. So you solve that problem. More sales via internet. We'll be right back with the Better Brands episode. Did you know that there are seven steps to create a successful brand? Creating a brand persona is the fourth step. If you haven't got familiar with the previous steps, don't worry. You can find the links for the blogs and the podcast episodes in the show notes. 
This episode is all about creating to your brand a personality. We want to help you to make it into reality. So we crafted a free brand character tool to help you on your journey creating a successful brand. With the tool, you can create your own brand character and determine what kind of brand you are. You can use the character immediately in your own branding and marketing messaging. Just answer a couple of simple questions and find out the result in a few minutes. Happy creation! Now, back to the episode. Number three, tone of voice. It's about how do you want to speak? You want to speak like this or like that? Why, why would you have a, want to have a different set of voices or a voice? It helps also for, the, for your customers to, to remember you, to identify you. Mm, for instance, if you are a, an insurance company, you need to have a care type voice. But it's like actual voice that you can hear on the radio or like in a podcast that how we speak. Do you mean that by a tone of voice? No, it's more like the merchandises, the videos. Um, not definitely. Of course, the workers, they speak <laughs> how they speak. They don't have to change their voice. Uh, but if it's a healthcare center like Mehilainen, they should have a caring voice, relaxed and also expert. Um, because you trust them. You yeah, for your health. And it's yeah. really important that think about if Mehilan would be talking about like really aristocratic way or like a arrogant. brand superhero. <laughs> yes, <laughs> arrogant. I think no, I wouldn't go there. Yes. I need to be, be able to trust the doctors that are, you know, working there and uh, helping but with my you, problems. Dilari, do you want to wear a, a cool watch with a, with a very soft, caring voice is selling? Yes, you? I think my watches are worth about maybe 100 euros or 200 euros. So I, I wouldn't buy a Rolex. But that's also another uh, way of to have like a tone of voice of brands, like really expensive one. But it's, it's, it's not like you're an expert in something that you're actually creating value or uh, making yourself on, on like a lifting you in sort of way, like let's say more expensive stuff for like Mercedes or Rolex, they're lifting you. You're putting your money or your effort on, on something that is more valuable for you in a monetary way. Yeah, there the company would would rent or uh, um, borrow the voice of uh, George Clooney to advertise a Rolex yeah. watch, for instance. Yeah, it's, it's really important. It's not just the radio voice that you're talking. It's it's like the written material as well. That how uh, how how do you talk? Like what kind of images as well? But that's also the next one, which is number four. Is the actual look and style? How does your brand look? Yeah. Um, for instance, if you are, as we mentioned, Mercedes. Uh, In advertisement, as I remember, it's, it's, it's silver, it's really elitist, it's, it's, it's a technological taste, uh, it has, um, and it doesn't jump too much. Um, it's quite strict and, uh, and consistent, so um, and it's a prime brand. Uh, but I think Mercedes has, has really well thought about their target audience and how they want to talk as well. They're really following the first previous three steps. Yes, and they don't give out the uh, design guides so easily to anybody, to any agency. It's really strict. 
But for instance, another brand like Lidl, they are more playful. They are changing more often their campaigns. Um, their target audience is also different. But they're yes. like they're like IKEA also for everybody. So they talk to the big masses as well, and then they talk so much about price and you can see all the materials that they're using in their marketing campaigns that they're like fun and easily to approach and then they have price tags everywhere like compared to mercedes which i talk about you never see price on their advertisements right you just see the silver and the feeling that when i'm driving mercedes really expensive feeling like leather interior or uh, black rims or something that looks expensive yeah for instance, a window wiper <laughs> is a is a lot of bucks, yeah, lot of money. But it's also really important to you know stick with it, to create the style, and then you know use your campaigns the same style everywhere. So if you want to be the expensive one, go ahead. But remember that it needs to go through all your marketing materials or your sales sales materials. We have number five. The feel, the feel and smell. The brand smell, I love this this topic. But what is feel? It's it's about the emotional connection. Um, it's, it's the Maslow hierarchy of need, actually. Yeah, how Apple was uh, developing uh, from your very personal asset. It's a think different campaign, right? Remember? that you should be thinking differently. Think differently. Yeah, and they wanted to really touch the audience in sort of way that do you think different on computers, that they're not just something that uh, you use to process files or develop a code or something. It's something that you can actually use on your everyday life and you can play games or write documents, send email, and it's fun. So just think different on computers and they really if you look at on, on Google search like Maslow hierarchy of needs and Apple, you can find how they did the campaigning. It's really cool. Yeah, the pyramid. Yeah, but there's also the brand smell, which is something that really like the perfume brands take into. What was the chain who use the brand smell in every every store? You remember? Uh, Abercrombie and Fitch. Yes. Yeah, it's if you like their clothes and you go to. A, their store, let's say in London, you when you enter the place, you can actually feel like new clothing feel. It's the same thing when you go to a grocery store, you can feel the fresh apples and then you can smell them or the, or the oranges or whatnot. And they're also spraying in many actually grocery stores, these perfumes that when you go to the vegetable section or fruit section, that's like the really brand smell of their brand. Do you think is there a new car smell or they put it in? <laughs> the new cars. <laughs> you can buy those Wunderbombs, the new cars. But I think it's it's not the same that when you buy a car from factory, it's a bit different smell. Yes. than like a new car scent. I, I like that a lot. We have one more step, which is actually a secret step. It's the brand archetype, which actually is the end result. Like the brand persona, after these five steps you have created. So what, Marcel, is the brand archetype? Well, we created the new creature. We are Frankensteins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the beast is ready. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. It's 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 uh, based on science. Um, it's the archetypes 
the archetype wheel, it's it's actually based from a marketing uh, ideologist. They brought it uh, as written books, and we have four categories: belongings, doing, being, and becoming. Yeah. So let's go through the archetypes so our listeners know. So in the belonging category, what type of archetypes there are, Marcel? There is the lover, the jester, and the everyman. All right. Um, and in the doing category, what do we find from there? We have the caregiver, the ruler, and the creator. And third one is the being category. There we got explorer, sage, and innocent. And the last one, but not the least one, is the becoming category. Here we have outlaw. Ma- magician and uh, hero. Yeah, so I think we should explore in more detail about what is an explorer. Could you give me an example? Yes, if you think about Oatly, <coughs> which is a drink producer. I've heard about Oatly. Actually, I have a coffee cup in front of me, which is filled with Oatly and maybe some coffee in the bottom. Would you say you drink oat milk? That's actually a good question. Uh, yes, I would. I would say. Or oat drink? Oat milk. Yes, of course. Because they have, what do they do? They replace milk. So <laughs> save the planet, yeah. less cow, less fart, less ammonia. <laughs> so drink your coffee with oat. And, and they have oat drink uh, product as well. But, uh, but, but what goes to the, with the coffee well, with the coffee, it's oat milk. So who, but who they are? They are probably the explorer. From the from the archetypes. So in the being category, can yes. you explain it a bit more? Why they are explorers? I was a bit hesitating. Are they explorer or the sage? Because they are teaching also mm. uh, the new lifestyle, uh, be responsible uh, for the planet. But of course, it's explorer. They have the path. They are looking for new solutions, and uh, they're also in a way funny or cool, laid back. Mm. Think about the, the product. They are. And the marketing. Packaging. Yeah. yeah, that's also true. Let's take another example from, from the other category. Um, how about Hero? Could you ex- give me an example about Hero brand? So, from becoming Hero, for instance, M Room, mm. which is a barber shop chain, but they're not just a barber shop, they are basically giving you a brand persona. It's it's like like men in black. Uh, yeah, they're actually really black. They are. Yeah, they're all the set of uh, product lines. They're all black and goldish, so it's really really into like in the niche category, close to the Mercedes as well. But they're not a ruler, I think. More like heroes sort of. You want to go into their story a bit more. They're exploring something. To be, you can be the hero in their own story. Yeah, they give a lifestyle feeling. Absolutely. Um, they look is very strong, for instance. Before, by Oatly, the, the tone of voice was uh, really strong. But by M-Room is the, is the look. Yeah, that's really good ex- example what you took. Um, there are so many other ones that we could actually take, but our time today is, doesn't have uh, the time to cover all, all the you know brand archetypes. But brand archetype is... I think it's a bit different than the brand persona. It's the archetypes represent on certain types of groups, like the buyer persona we discussed on the first step, which was the target audience. 
So let's not get stuck on, on, on the archetypes, but build your own perso brand persona that you can you know, relate on the archetypes as well. Uh, let's recap the five steps that we did. Marshall, what was the first step? I, I already mentioned it, but what was it? First was define the audience, so target it. The second one was? Brand promise. Third one? Tone of voice. Four? Look and style. Number five? Feel and smell. <laughs> and the secret one, the six? We got the Frankenstein. Yes. Brand archetype yeah. is ready. That's true. So if you follow these five steps and the secrets, number six, you can create your own brand persona for your company and uh, start becoming the brand you deserve. Any final thoughts, Marcel, on the brand persona episode? Well, as we saw, it's, it's, it's not a miracle. It's, it's actually pretty forward, straightforward to create a brand persona. You just have to go through in these six steps. Yeah, and if you really want to differ from your competition, you create a good persona and be as consistent as you can be on the persona level that you're creating. It's uh, useful also for your own business, for your own workers, not only for the market, um, for the partners, but uh, you, you can have also something to follow, um, something to contribute with. Yeah. I think that concludes today's episode and next week episode. It's about the secret ingredients of, of branding. And then we're going to actually go through some really cool stories, uh, not only or M room, but other stories that you can really relate and, and we'll tell you what was their success. How did they make it? Yes. Stay with us. Stay with us. Thanks. See you next episode. Bye bye. Bye. This episode has been a part of our Better Brand series, how to create a successful brand in seven days. We'll cover all the secret ingredients of branding, and in each episode, one of the ingredients in more detail. Follow these seven steps and use the provided tools in each episode to start making an impact in your business today. Hi guys, and thanks for listening to Better Brand Podcast. Better Brands, we want to make branding a simple task, not a drag. That's why we'll give you the stories, tools, and best practices you can use to build the brand you deserve. See you in the next episode.